What's poppin'? Welcome to your health class, the show about helping you lose fat, ditch your comfort zone, and then we're going to change your generation. I'm Trevor, health and nutrition coach. Today, we're continuing the inflammation series. One more episode, really talking about more of the extreme cases of inflammation, getting you clear on what are the action steps you do once you hit this point, and to really start avoiding this point. But before we do that, keep that intro. I took my turmeric shot this morning, so I'm feeling pretty swell. Yeah. I've been focused on my health. Yeah. I've been tossing hundred dollar bills down with some wells. Thank you for tuning in. I'm excited for you to be here because this is whether you're going through this inflammation or not, whether you've hit this point or not, it's good to know. It's good to understand kind of the further steps in case you ever get there or with the people in your life, if you see them struggling with their health, just being able to give them those little bits of insight. Because that's what this is really coming down to, is being able to not just help ourselves, but to spread this information. Because sadly, we weren't taught this in school. And that's why if you're able to share this with just one person, that's what helps this movement keep growing. One person each week, or each time you even find value. And trust me, if inflammation is something you're struggling with if you took that test that we talked about last week this will definitely be a value but to dive right into it we're going to be talking about three different things like who's going to need this what to actually do and then even if this doesn't work like what do you do if you've gone through the first four weeks or you do this eight-week protocol what do you do from there like what if something's still not working it might be simple, might be complicated. We'll get into that. But first, we need to address like who's going to need this more intense program. Sure, you could do it if you just want to feel your absolute best and really try and narrow down your nutrition as much as possible. 100% would recommend doing it. But to look at it, like it's just really for the people who took the inflammation test and just had a lot of inflammation, or you did the first four weeks that we talked about last time, and you're still struggling with a lot of symptoms. So first, we eliminated grains, we eliminated dairy, we eliminated sweeteners, we eliminated inflammatory oils, so those vegetable oils. But now we're going to add a couple more things in. And it's going to go from four weeks to eight weeks. So this is a more intense protocol, really focused on driving as much of that inflammation down. Because the first four things the grains, the dairies, the sweeteners, and the inflammatory oils, these things are all more generally inflammatory. As far as they're affecting a higher percentage of the population, like chances are that grains, dairy, (laughs) it's getting repetitive saying all those, there's a good chance that one of those things is probably bothering you or something in those categories. Not many people can get away with just having all those things and no no adverse effects. If not, we probably wouldn't be having the health problems we do. But with the legumes, the nuts and seeds, the eggs, and the nightshades, these are the things we're going to talk about today. These things are not quite as abrasive. Not something that affects so many people, but As we start getting more into the nitty gritty, some of these things are, 
either affecting people that maybe have too much inflammation and you can incorporate a little bit more once you get healthier or it's just something that is not ideal for you. And when it's not ideal for you and you've eliminated the first four things, it might just be that last little speed bump keeping you from actually getting that inflammation down enough. Like a good example of this is bell peppers. So for me, bell peppers for some reason, not for some reason, we'll kind of get into what's probably bothering me, but bell peppers tend to just give me really bad indigestion. A lot of the other things in the nightshade category don't tend to bother me too much. But for some reason, bell peppers, something in them just does not agree with my stomach. But I was going through and I I had actually at one point eliminated the first four things. My digestion got way better, but then I noticed every once in a while, my stomach would just be randomly bothered. I didn't think much of it, but then at a certain point, I actually realized that eating my Chipotle bowl is that every time I had Chipotle, my digestion was not the best. But then one day when they were out of the veggies, all of a sudden, boom, digestion's perfect again. It was all fine. Had the same everything else. It was just taking out those bell peppers made all the difference. And that's the thing is bell peppers weren't like completely destroying my diet. So I can have them every once in a while. It just tends to bother my stomach a little bit, but it's understanding these little nuances, learning all these little details that can really have you feeling good most of the time to have you having you feel good all the time, or at least know like, Oh, the reason I'm feeling this way right now is because I had this. Like if I'm going to go eat a bell pepper right now, I know like, Hey, my stomach might be a little wonky the next day. So I can kind of weigh those pros and cons. <laughs> and it's really just about putting the power back into your hands. And to dive right in, the first one will be eliminating legumes. This kind of is similar to grains in the fact that these can be high in lectins and the phytic acid. Similar to grains. And they're just hard to digest. And when they're hard to digest, this can trigger inflammation. And understand that your body has antibodies to actually digest and protect you against these things. But what happens is if it's being bombarded, so say you were eating a lot of grains or eating a lot of beans, it can just reach a point where your body is not able to produce enough of these antibodies to protect you. And so for some, for some time, it's just best to pull all the legumes out all the grains out, get as much of this out as possible. And that way your body can rebuild, your body can lower that inflammation, and then just you can slowly start reintroducing these things back in and just see what works best for you. The ones you're going to want to look at to avoid is going to be soy, all sorts of beans. This is everything from pinto beans to black beans to kidney beans, everything in between, and then peanuts as well. I mean, we're going to go into nuts and seeds next, but I don't know why peanut has nut in it because it's technically a legume, but that's a who knows what happened there with the naming. (laughs) Okay, so next is going to be the nuts and seeds. This is also with the lectins, those plant defenses. Like they're not going to be as high in nuts and seeds as, for instance, wheat flour. It's going to be higher in the wheat flour, more of the defenses there. 
that's why it's tending to bother people more. But the thing is, is if you're, again, like if you're sensitive to these things right now, this might be just enough to start bothering you. And you also want to be careful with buying nuts and seeds that they're not roasted in vegetable oil. We talked about the vegetable oil last time. Nothing you want in your body. So if you're going to have nuts that can be actually really healthy for you, roasting them in vegetable oil starting to defeat the purpose right there. What we're watching out for here is going to be everything from almonds to walnuts and everything from chia seeds to pumpkin seeds. Anything that's got seed in the name, you're going to want to watch out for in any of the nuts. And then you can slowly reintroduce these in, in that same strategy we did last time. Seeing, like say, if you really enjoy almonds, after the end of these eight weeks, try almonds for a day. Give yourself a couple days, see how you're feeling, and then go from there. And then see, is it almonds that are actually bothering you, or was it something else? The next one, eggs. This is really just because the albumin in the eggs is not easily digested by everybody. This can make it inflammatory as well. Pretty cut and dry there. The next one, nightshades. They contain alkaloids. And these can be inflammatory just for some people. For instance, myself. And this is tomatoes. This is potatoes. This is anything with toes. I'm kidding. Uh... Actually, it does not include sweet potatoes, though. But also goji berries, eggplants, peppers, cayenne, curry, chili, paprika, all those sort of spices all contain these alkaloids that can influence inflammation. Again, your body has things to be able to digest these. It's just when you're in an inflamed state, you might not be able to digest it properly. Your digestive system's not working at its fullest capacity. So it's just important to understand. And then as you go through this, you can start to feel like, oh, I I seasoned my meat last night with a, a little curry powder or something like that. And it didn't, didn't digest as normal. What's going on there? And before learning this, you might not even think anything of the seasoning, but something as simple as the seasoning could be changing how your digestive system's able to work. Something to keep in mind. And then at this point, so you do eight weeks of this. You cut out the first four things too. So the grains, the dairy, the sweeteners, the inflammatory oils. But then you also go that next step. You cut out the legumes, the nuts and seeds, the eggs, and the nightshades. So you cut out all eight of these things for eight weeks. And then you do the same thing where you reintroduce them slowly. You pick one food at a time. Reintroduce it for a day. In small portions too, because you're not going to want to just go from no ice cream for eight weeks to a giant tub of ice cream. <laughs> I can promise you it will not be the best results, but just start maybe with a bite and then give it a little bit of time. Maybe take a couple bites and then have a full serving after that, assuming like no problems are coming up. But this allows you to slowly reintroduce everything and figure out what's bothering you the most because this is clearing the slate. Now let's talk about the extreme of the extreme cases. This is if you did all of this and there's still something that's just not not going away. Like things are getting better maybe, just a little bit, but we're not making leaps here. 
And so this is where we need, this is actually where in my coaching practice and health coaching, I refer somebody out. I will refer somebody to a doctor and not like just any sort of doctor, not somebody that's just going to prescribe you something because 100%, if you go to a doctor and you did all this and you're still having symptoms, they'll prescribe you something. If they're going by the old framework, they're just going to try and treat your symptoms. Not what we're going for here. It's about getting to the root because we can get rid of these symptoms without needing to be on medication for the rest of your life. So this is why I always look for a functional doctor. And this is somebody that may prescribe something. Because Again, I'm not against pharmaceuticals. I'm not against all these different things, but it's tools. It's not a way of life. And so if they're focused on the root, they might use, for instance, like a pharmaceutical drug to get some of the get some of the things under control and then work from there. But it's really just about if somebody's focused on getting to the root of your problem or just trying to get your symptoms under control and calling it a day. And really what the doctor's able to do is run tests. And so they're checking for things like mold exposure, your thyroid function, any tumors, all these different things you might not even realize that could be going on in your body. They're able to run tests and get to the bottom of what it is bothering you. Because after this point, it's probably going to be a little bit more than just the inflammation alone. Assuming that you follow this eight-week protocol, you're still not seeing any results, or you're just not seeing the best of results. This is where like getting these sort of things checked, and there's more things they'll test for too. They can get to the bottom a whole lot faster. Because you can keep going with the trial and error approach. Like This is really just a good way to start, but save yourself some time and get to the bottom of it sooner. And it's always best to get a handle on these things before they get out of hand. But how do you go about actually finding a good doctor or finding one of these functional doctors? A really great resource is the Institute for Functional Medicine, ifm.org. I'll link this in the show description. And this allows you to search your area, search like a radius around you and find the closest functional certified doctor around you. And then from there, I would also really recommend once you kind of get an idea of somebody that you're interested in and searching them on Yelp, seeing if they have a Yelp, that way you can see reviews. And also take the extra step, do the consult with them, talk with them and see like, do they actually care about you? Do they want to talk to you? Are they going to take the time? And then also, are they going to, how are they going to approach your symptoms? How have they approached these kind of situations in the past? Are they obviously just going to prescribe you something and get you out the door as quick as possible? Or are they willing to take the little bit of extra time to figure out what the root is and treat that more holistically? Looking at all the options and looking for the long-term solution that's not you on medication for the rest of your life. That's really where the power is. So it's really worth the time investing in your health to do a little bit more research, take take the time to maybe talk to two or three doctors and see who's the best fit for you if you have that available. Some areas are more saturated than others, so that's another thing to really consider. And after that, there is some doctors that are virtual, so maybe finding somebody along those lines to at least send your lab reports to 
and getting a second opinion. And this is this last part is a great tool for anybody just looking for a doctor in general, outside of just inflammation and if you can't get your symptoms to go away. But if you're looking for a doctor in general, this is going to be somebody that's going to give you a lot more information along the lines of what we're talking about in this show. Somebody that's not going to just look at the normal reference ranges, but is going to get closer to make sure that all your numbers are looking correct for you. Because the reference ranges are only an idea and based on the average of people. And if you look around in America, our average is not doing great right now. And this is what we're trying to do here. We're not just trying to lose fat. It's about getting outside of this comfort zone of just going to the doctor you might have always gone to. And maybe they're already doing a great job. Maybe they're already taking an approach like this. But getting out of our comfort zone and figuring out a doctor that's going to be there for us, I mean, that's their job. So that's really what we want them to be doing is to be there for us. Being there for our health and having our best health in mind. And it's at this point, that's when we can change our generation. That's when we can make a huge impact. Thank you for tuning in. This has been a fun inflammation series to put together just because there's so much to it. And I would have never even thought this when I first got into it. And even when I did the first the first time I did an elimination diet, I did not know how much things I was getting after. But once you like understand the scope of it, the scope of everything that's happening with inflammation in your body, it's huge. Because then if you do an elimination diet, and you're having to cut things out for a little bit. First off, you're adopting that mindset that, yeah, I'm going after the inflammation right now. And we're setting aside the weight. Changing that mindset. But it makes it so much more powerful because it's like, yes, I'm doing this. And look at all these great things that's happening because of it. It's not just, oh, man, I'm missing out on the good food right now. So it's really about expanding the mindset and really learning like, how much is going on in your body because it's a lot (laughs) it's a lot and if you want to be in control of it and have that long-term health understanding it's going to be crucial so if you like this episode share it with just one person one person that's what's going to keep this movement growing and in case i don't see you good afternoon good evening and good night in case i don't see you good afternoon good evening and good night